Hello? Hi. Um, Is this how we're introing the episode? I, I, I made a mistake last week. Whoa, uh, a, what? A, a lore-based mistake last week, oh. and it has been bothering me all week. Oh, what's that? It's gone over my head. Yeah. Um. So I mistakenly said last week that it was Finrod that created the Silmarils. <laughs> oh, right. here's my thinking that you actually, like, you know, genuinely no. <laughs> messed up in some way. No, it was a. So it was not Finrod who created the Silmarils. It was Feanor who saw in the hair and beauty of Galadriel, the light of the tree of Valinor, that he had to completely recreate in the Silmarils. So yes, Feanor created the uh, jewels that set off the uh, war with Morgoth, not Finrod. So you're going off of a thing that like legitimately not even like a dozen people who've seen the movie have read. No, no, we got at least a dozen emails about that one. People were pissed. They were all from ass for some reason. <laughs> ass was no, really mad. Ass, ass was really apparently all the people who we helped put to sleep got woken up by that one fat of false. Like, fa- your obscure token lore is wrong. God damn it! it. Wasn't like we're awake. They just like immediately went like sound asleep vampire style and just immediately went <gasps> and like woke back up <laughs> like the Undertaker. Blasphemy. They rose up like the Undertaker does. <laughs> Dylan knows all about the Undertaker rising. We don't. We're not on speaking terms anymore. I will hear nothing of his name. Oh my god! Really? Nothing. What happened? <laughs> um, oh no! So, boys, I'm sorry, buddy. So, is it time for us to continue with our Lord of the Rings special by talking about um, the two towers? Yes, no, sir. I, I think I, so. I was thinking we could post that off for probably about a week or two. Fuck off, Dylan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, without further ado, I already got my booze. Cracking open a White Claw. I'm drinking sake like a real man. White Claw, the official beverage of the Binge Picture Podcast. I dispute this. One third of the one third of the Binge Picture Podcast disagrees. For when you want the tummy ache of a sparkling water and the headache of wine, drink White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Uh, they got the White Claw Surge, the uh, 7 or 8% now. These people have not Ooh. bought advertisement time. We are not giving their products any more time. Shut up, Dylan. White Claw's the official beverage of the podcast now. Deal with I it. I dispute. I'll... I will rebel. <laughs> Welcome to the Binge Picture Podcast, where each week we're going to watch one movie that won Best Picture at the Oscars, except for this three-week special where we're watching Lord of the Rings because we fucking wanted to. I'm one of your hosts, Ross Benbenek, joined by... Caleb... And the angriest boy known to man on this podcast, Dylan Bateson. I didn't know we got, like, qualifiers before our Hey, you gotta shit. put them in yeah, yourselves, shit, because we know now. Ross won't put them in post. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did put sounds in in post for the uh, Fellowship episode. Yeah, you put in the music, and I listened to that. No, link. there's more than the music. Oh. Well. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Yeah. What did yeah, I do? It's... How did I piss you off, buddy? No, it, I, it only affect, it really only affected my audio track because I didn't want to fuck with you guys without telling you first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you uh-huh. have the verbal consent of no one. Yes, so yeah, you'll have to... Yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday, and the Fellowship episode drops on Monday, so you'll have to check that out. Ross, you've peeked the behind the curtain. Hey, you know, gotta give the people a view of how, how, how this happens. You're screwing with our linear time, bro. Um... So we all ranked, I believe, our favorite. We ranked the three films in the trilogy last yeah. week. Yeah. Yes. Um, and for Ross and I, the Two Towers was at the bottom of the three. 
And for Dylan, it's I believe my it was at number the top. one, baby. Wait, what? Yeah, he said it, it's my number his one. favorite one. The two chapters. I thought you, no, you, Dylan. Oh, I wait, was no, literally. I did, th- I did. That was my number two. Yeah, it Dylan. Was, oh, I edited this episode. <laughs> I, I, I edited that episode. I listened to that episode like four times. It's been a minute since I heard it, but I remember you ranked the two towers definitely higher than we. I did. put it at yes. two, and then I went it like three, two, one. Hi, Q. Oh, it's kitty. Oh. Is your kitty here? Yep. Kitten. Hello. Oh, that's <laughs> the sweetest little meow. <laughs> I hope that made that. He was made for radio. Oh, Hi, baby. That was perfect. Hi. Um, so I hope yeah, that we, made it. Uh, Caleb, you and I ranked two towers last. Although I, in Dylan, the margins are so thin, though. Yeah, know? the margins are very thin, and I, I mean, at least for me, two towers is still a ten out of ten. It's. I mean, are we ranking now? Should we drop all our... I mean, we can rank now. This is our fucking bug, guys. We do whatever the fuck we want. Case in point, we're doing a three-week special. <laughs> uh, exactly. Fuck it. Um, My rating has not changed. Yeah. That being said, all three are still 10 out of 10 movies, but my ranking of the three has not changed. Fellowship right. King Towers. It's... Uh, I want to say 9.5 out of 10, but like... Fall for it. Fall for the fucking ten. Fall for the perfect rating. Yeah, I'm falling for it. Yep. Um. So without further ado, let's let's dive right in. And but what am I? What am I? Am I chopped liver? Do I not get a rating? No. What? (laughs) (laughs) No. What do you rank it? Ten point three. Oh my god! We've I've broken it. I've chosen to break the system. Caleb, I fucking told you not to let him use weird decimals, and here we are. <laughs> we are reading what, what I sowed. Yes, we, no, this is not what we sowed. This is what, <laughs> what I sowed. This is my chance. Yeah. My chance for glory. My chance for victory. <sighs> so, anyways. Um, Jesus, fuck. To start us out, I want you both mm-hmm. to give me one scene that is your favorite scene in the movie, and you cannot pick the same scene. So whoever goes first gets an advantage here. Caleb, go. No, whoa, 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 whoa. No. You just want to think about it. No, so I have, have mine answer. perfectly in my head. All right, I'm going to take it. It's uh, Helm's Deep. Um, but are we counting that as one scene or just a breakup? Uh, um, I would, I would I can break it up be more specific. That's a, like an entire 45-minute yeah, like, sequence. Yeah, Helm, Helm's Deep is 45 minutes. you got to be a just, little more specific. I was speculating. That's not accurate. Yeah, you can't take the entire last third of the movie. <laughs> well, it's all great. Um, that bullshit. I would say, Pick I think, one. I believe. No, no, no. I believe the beginning of Helm's Deep when when uh, when they bring out the ladders. Oh, like when the siege the first siege starts. Ladders. Yes. Yeah. Um, like right up until like right when the uh, before the they blow up the deeping wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Gimli is just like, let him get up here. Let him get up here. Yeah, yeah. Fucking kill Should I get like, you a box? All the comic relief with Legolas and Gimli on the wall, yeah. Legolas, two already. I'm at 13. What? I won't have some pointy ear out scoring me. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Ross, what you got? Um, For me, it is the scene bef- right before Saruman unleashes his army from the gates of Isengard. Oh, that's sexy. And he is giving that speech, and it's very specifically like one shot where Saruman is giving the speech about how the orcs will taste man flesh and wipe Rohan off the face of the map, and the camera cuts to Grima Wormtongue, and he is like 
oh my god, what have I done? And he has that single tear. The single that tear rolls down his cheek. So while talking about that, like not from a character perspective, but I like in that scene they had the smart idea of like when, he, when Saruman yells to war and like the hair goes back on everybody, like everyone mm. they're like they they captured it perfectly of like instead of like having a still shot, you see Grima Wormtongue and like Saruman's just go, hair go back a bit because it's yeah. ten thousand people screaming. Mm-hmm. So Dylan, name your scene. You've had enough. I time have to two. Two, my friends. Two. Ooh. One is more serious than the other. Uh, the th- the second one, not so much. Um, so more serious. Um, I goddamn love um the scene where Treebeard walks from the forest, sees the devastation, and like has this like coming to realization moment, where and then he just summons everyone and like he does that speech, and like it's just really great. To war. Now my second <laughs> yeah. scene, completely out of left field. Uh, the CGI scene where Legolas is shooting the wargs, but as his horse crests the hill, he grabs oh, it and does that weird like, little little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the longest um, time, before I understood like how CGI worked, I'm like, that's practical as fuck. They did that real. Holy shit. Or- <laughs> Orlando Bloom gripped a horse speeding 30, gymnast, Orlando 40 miles Bloom. an hour and just... Not even, like, went the correct way. He went the other way. <laughs> yeah. He grabbed it on the right side and went around and up the left side. Because he's an elf. Um, I do have to say, this is the raddest of the Lord of the Rings movies. The raddest. The raddest. That's an interesting way to put it. Because we have... Elaborate. We have... We have the horse thing. Yeah. Um, we have Merry and Pippin just vibing in the forest. Yep. And then we have, in the Battle of Helm's Deep, Legolas riding a shield <laughs> like a fucking skateboard. Down the stairs. Yes. And just popping off bullseye arrows. Yeah. He's like... just going, and even the shield gets a kill at the end. Yeah, he okay, launches the shield okay, so of the talking, neck. So we already brought up, like, the kill count. I'm saying bullshit. Legolas had him beat from, like, 100. Like, yeah, there's well, no fucking the, way, like, Gimli well, could ever catch up. And it has taken us uh, 10 minutes for me to mention the books. Because in the <laughs> books, um, Legolas runs out of arrows, like, almost immediately because he's just popping off. Oh, yeah. And then he moves yeah. using his knives the whole time, and Gimli does end up beating him by one. Well, yeah, and then we see that in the movie where it's like, oh, very impressive, and, like, the axe is stuck in the person's head, and they're like, Ty, he's like, no, he's already dead. I saw him move. <laughs> yeah. My axe is stuck in his head. I can make his legs twitch. Hey, he was twitching because he had my axe embedded in his nervous system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, fun fact, I've met John Reese davies You have. Yeah. You, we've yes. all heard the story multiple times. And I will tell it again <laughs> because our listeners haven't. Um, so me and some friends, I was in oh, student yeah, media in college, um, and we were covering the Heartland Film Festival here in Indianapolis. Um, and he had a movie premiering, which, um, we went and saw, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> so, um, after the premiere, we went to like the after party and this huge tent and, um, he was doing just a big photo line and we were at the very back of the line. Um, and we got to the front and we were just going to like, can we ask you just like a couple quick questions where we're student media, like one or two quick questions up here, a picture, and then we'll go. And then he sat down with us for a 25 minute interview. Wow. And he did the Gimli voice. 
Oh, he did the Gimli voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you you have you seen Community? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the episode where Troy meets LeVar Burton for the first time and he is just like wide-eyed and silent the whole time? That's you, isn't it? Yes, that I was me meeting John Rhys Davis. I can felt. horribly believe that. Yes. Um, the real thing, I mean, you get him to do the Gimli voice. Did you get him to do the Treebeard voice? Well, the, the Treebeard voice is... Just his voice, but with voice modulation. No, it, it's really similar to the Gimli voice, but then they add a lot of voice effects in post. So sure. that one's kind of hard to do without, like you know a computer yeah good point um carl urban two summers ago stayed in the hotel that was connected to our apartment complex in atlanta for dragon con oh nice so like he was he was in our lobby like just hanging out dude i love Um, carl urban yeah really cool i didn't get to meet him i mean that when that convention's in town it's just so fucking nuts that we didn't want anything to do with it but um, he was there. We saw him. Speaking nice. of Carl Urban, how many you guys have seen this movie as probably as much or as not more than I have, right? Mm-hmm. Do yeah, you probably. always look at that scene where he gets on his horse and his sword falls off of his satchel, and it's always fucking hilarious? <laughs> yes, I wait. When? So no, like, it's when the riders surround like the trio, right? And like he yeah. bursts, bursts through, gets down, and like they have their conversation. And he goes like. Yeah. Uh, Theoden no longer recognizes his own kin. And then when he gets back on his horse, as he gets back on his horse, his sword that's on his satchel goes whoop right off. Really? Yeah, no, I've right never noticed sheet. once. Dude, I once I saw it one time, I was like, there it is. <laughs> yeah, you, you watch for those things every oh, time. Oh, 100%. Right? Yep. Wow, that's crazy. I might, That might have been something that like I... I, I <laughs> I knew about when I was little and watching these, but I mm-hmm. I don't remember, and I don't uh, remember that. That's crazy. You know, a very another very uh, the power fun... of editing. <laughs> another very fun little known fact about this movie. Did you know Vigo broke his toe? Yes, everyone knows <laughs> yeah. about that. That's not little known. That's always known. Yes, I know. I was making a joke, Dylan. Your comedy is piss poor. <laughs> Do better. <clears throat> Just because you didn't get it doesn't mean it's poor. But okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I said, um, Two Towers is probably my um, least favorite of the three. On a scale of 10 to 9.5. <laughs> On a scale of 1 <laughs> yeah. to 10, it's still a 10, but it's the lowest 10. It's the softest 10 out of the three. It's not a 10.3. <laughs> yeah, Fuck Fellowship yeah, is like is an not, It is a Fellowship's 10.3. an 11 if Two Towers right, is Right, if we're going above 10. Yeah. Y'all set the rules. I just break them every now and then. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We set the yeah yeah you set Caleb the rules and I told you to fuck I, off. I gave him an inch and he took a mile. It's yes, not really my fault. Your point? You guys have been friends <laughs> with me for years. You know how I operate. It's true. I shouldn't have given him the inch. Nah, yeah, it's, yeah. no, you no, give me like a... the smallest crack in a door and I'll break it. Door gone. But no, um, so you know I'm gonna play it a bit off like this. Least favorite scene. Least favorite scene. Yeah. Ooh. I've got mine. Um, for me, um, it's... it could be for multiple reasons. It could just be like character. Like it's not like the like the least produced or the least well done. It's just like your least favorite scene as a whole. Like it's not it's... being like that shit. It's like I don't like it for X reason. Um, for me, it, uh, I have a pretty easy answer for this. <laughs> um, it's one. It's one of the middle sequences with Mary Pippin and Treebeard. Mm, yeah, it's the bef- before they get to the end moot. It's that scene that they have together where 
they are just walking through the forest describing the Ents, and Merry and Pippin are just riding along on Treebeard's shoulders. Yeah. That makes sense. For me, it's probably... And not that there's anything wrong with it. It has its place within the story. But one of the scenes where Eowyn is hitting on Aragorn, and oh, it's right. just not it's happening. Like a weird flashback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the um, the the soup scene too. The soup. Yeah, the yeah. soup scene, which I think is only in the extended edition. So if you're watching the theatrical editions, you took you. mine, you bastards. Oh shit! <laughs> I was gonna say the soup scene. I can think of one off the top of my head. It was my second one. What was your second one? This, the kids showing up at, like, Thaden's, like, being like, oh, my son's dead. I The kids didn't serve a purpose. They, they served as kind of the warning purpose. They already knew Thaden. what was happening! Uh, the whole kids escaping. Well, no, the kids the escaping thing is subplot. cool because it shows the action to something. You know what? I, re- I rescind my statement about that. I'm going to say, yeah, no, I'm going to take the soup scene because I fucking hate that scene. Yeah, the, it, the it, it opens Aowen, up the idea Aragorn that thing. Aragorn's old as fuck, and he and he moisturizes. That's cool, um, <laughs> but like, that's it. She makes a shit soup. Are we surprised? There's a reason it was only in the extended edition. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like a little. It's almost supposed to be a little comic relief or whatever. But yeah, that's just like <laughs> that's okay. What's next? Yeah, show us some wargs, please. Mm-hmm. I ride Which, on the by the way, the warg ambush looked incredible in 4K. Y'all keep rubbing oh, that in my fucking man. face, He rubs man. it in. Dude. I still don't know what it is. Dude. I don't know anything about it. Oh, do you not have the 4K set? No! I don't oh, have 4K I you TV! Had, I thought you had the 4K set. No, I have the box set. Yeah, Ross, don't I will, be like, I will own this. I will be no, smug for Ross, forever, here's, and I hope you guys never get it. Here's why you thought that. My aunt and uncle have it, and I came over one time to watch it there, and I went, hamana, 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 hamana. Oh. So that's where you thought about that. But either way, you've still seen it in 4K. I fucking haven't. Well, guess what? Go to a Best Buy. Ask them really nicely. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I need a 4K player, and I need to buy the box set. So there's like 200 bucks right there. It's worth it. I know it's worth it, and I want to watch it so fucking bad. Ross, weren't you talking about... We're off track. We're off track. Bring it in, Dylan. Bring it in. We talked about this in and breathe. Yeah. Thank you, Dylan. Yes, but the, the ward battle's great. Yeah, it's always it been great. Book nerds coming back. No. Book nerds coming Before back. Before you do that, can I Uh-oh. can I go spilling on behind-the-scenes stuff? Go for it. Um, You guys know Viggo Mortensen's like, love between him and his horse was real, right? Oh yeah, he had mm-hmm. he took he bought one of the his horse. Home, he bought right? the horse yeah. back, and he he was like he slept in the same like place as it just to build the bond and all that. Uh huh. It was Brego, right? Yeah, Brego. Uh, yep. And I always just loved how like the horse scene, like of him actually like nuzzling him and like trying to get him up, was real. I'm like, oh, you can't mm-hmm. fake that. Yeah. Okay. So Booknerd's coming back, and let me preface this by saying that just because I think it's different, just because it's different from the book, doesn't mean I think it's bad or uh-huh. yeah keep going keep going book nerd aragorn doesn't fall off the cliff in the book then okay so as a man who forgets how the book goes how does that compare for like the scene of like they have lost their captain they have lost their hope and then he comes back and they kind of get their hope back okay so we have to go back to edoras um gandalf leaves edoras yes not looking for eomer right because, because eomer is with them Yes, Aomir stays with them the whole time in the book. He is off just, he just like, he just fucking leaves. He's like, I'll be back in five days. 
<laughs> wizard stuff. I'll be RB. Yeah. So um, they all bolt on out of there and they, it's essentially, they get to hell. It's not even all the women and children. The women and children stay at um, Edores with Eowyn in charge. Um, and then all the soldiers go to Helm's Deep. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, and once they get to Helm's Deep, just bing, bang, boom, Helm's Deep battle happens. Um, they are about to lose the fight. And then, oh, Gandalf. And, um, uh, Erkenbrand, the, uh, Marshal of the West Fold, I want to say. Yeah, we'll, we'll agree and say, yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can correct yourself next week. Yeah. Exactly. If I'm wrong, I'm going to correct myself <laughs> next week. Um, but Erkenbrand, Marshal of the Westfold, is with Gandalf with the army, with Erkenbrand's branch of the Rohirrim cavalry. And then they come in and wipe everybody out. So Aragorn doesn't fall off the cliff. There's no drama there. And Haldir and the elves never show up at Helm's Deep. Well, that's no fun. Well, it's fun in a different sort of <laughs> no, way. No, it's but... not. As a man who's and, been beaten to death with these movies, I like the idea that the elves were like, you know what? We're going to stick up for them. We're going to help them out. I like that more. In the books, the elves are like, no, this is not our fucking problem anymore. We're getting out well, of here. Well, no, like, the elves were already doing that, but I like the idea that Galadriel was like, you know what? They're pretty all right. Let's help them out. No, they came from Rivendell. Well, Galadriel convinced Elrond to send them from Rivendell, oh, and Haldir was from Lothlorien. I forget. I forget. Okay, but I this watch through I did think that was kind of strange. I'm like, all these elves have like a get out of jail free card. They can just leave, mm-hmm. and they'll never die unless they get killed. They're going to heaven. They're like, even if they, even if they, even if they die, they still are reborn in Valinor. Their spirits return to Valinor, where they are reborn. So either so wait 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 in the long term just like establishing of like mythology in this world the elves are just dicks that's all I just heard in that moment they're dicks yeah <laughs> they can help they can fight nah nah fam yeah because um in the back going back to fellowship when Arwen comes to help carry the wounded Frodo yeah um, to mm-hmm. Rivendell. In the books, that is not Arwen. That is it's yeah. some dude or whatever the hell. It's Glorfindel who died in the first age fighting against Morgoth, and his spirit went back to Valinor, and then he came back to Middle Earth. He got on a boat. Exactly. I don't know exactly when, but at some point he came back to Middle Earth to aid in the fight with Sauron. Hmm. So he died and came back. Neat. Yeah, the movies really portray it as a one-way street. Yes, they do, which I think is fine. It ups the stakes. It's yeah. for sure. It's fine. Like, I have no problem been... with what they did, mainly just because, like, I feel like it does better for the film. Because yeah, like... you have an emotional stake with Aramir not being there, him being exiled, and him coming back to be, like, my king. And then you have the elves coming back, which is... The elves coming to help, which is, like, this stand of just, like, you're not in it alone, which is kind of what passes over into the next movie, but we'll talk about that later. Um, and, yep. and the whole... The whole Arwen Aragorn romance too. Like Arwen has to, she can't leave. Yeah, that's a, that's the a thing I really like about um, the Two Towers. Arwen really starts to get fleshed out as a character in the Two Towers because in the Fellowship she's just kind of around. She's a Deus Ex Machina and a love interest. Yeah, she's a Deus Ex Machina for um, Frodo and the Nazgul wound, and then she is just there as Aragorn's love interest. 
And then in Two Towers, we really start to flesh her character out more and see what her motivations are and her conflict with Elrond about staying in Middle-earth. Yeah. Um, which we also don't get in the books. Arwen, let's see, she's at the, um, she's at, you know, Rivendell in the beginning and does not show up again until the coronation, after the coronation of um, Aragorn in Return of the King. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that, it makes sense for where her character needs to be. For sure. This watch through, we gave a lot of we gave a lot of praise to Sean Bean yes. in the Fellowship episode. This, um, the two towers for me, Bernard Hill stood out. Oh my god, big time, Theoden. He was one of the two for me that really stuck out. This watch. Who was um, your other? Um, Brad Dourif as Wormtongue. I thought he did. Yeah, he, he just crushes it. Grim is a great character. Yes, Very slimy. Um, um, Bernard Hill is insane. It's great. He's got the best lines again. He's just like uh, Boromir in the Fellowship. Um, Well, that's establishing a good character because we don't... We meet him halfway through the second act, right? No, we meet uh, 45-minute mark-ish, 45, 50 minutes. Yeah, it's it's not too late into it. We'll meet him at the end of the first act so we don't get like that usual typical like storytelling of introducing XYZ character. It's Yeah, it's really neat. It's kind of all flipped on its head because you meet him and he's having his mind poisoned and he's like mm. this old frail man that's still that's and a great cl- scene Gandalf the gray yes. you have no power here disrobes oh god so we've talked about a, we've talked a lot about like um Edoras we've talked a lot about Rohan um Frodo and Sam's journey is actually pretty fun. Yeah, we haven't really. It, we, we've made it fucking. We've made it. Killed twenty-seven minutes. It took us twenty-seven minutes. Good. Yeah, was way longer than I thought. So yeah. much. I Just thought we'd be hitting this. Not even begin this. <laughs> yes, um, it's very, very hard to talk about this movie without talking about Andy Serkis. Who? Wait. Yeah. So did he get the? Best supporting actor no. in this movie or next no. movie? Nope. He never got one. That's some bullshit. Yeah. Um, if he was going to get one, I would have I'd say he should have gotten one for Two Towers. But then again, like watching this last night, um, I was just sitting there like every single time a character said something, I was like, oh, hey, he should have gotten nominated. Oh, hey, he <laughs> should have really gotten good. nominated. Oh, hey, he should have gotten nominated. Like I was like, this is as far like as far as acting goes. Well, like, no one got nominated for acting other than Ian McKellen in... Because Fellowship. he is a god! But the thing is, the act... I think, between all three movies, I think the acting is the best in Two Towers. Yeah! That's why it's because my second favorite. David there's a lot Wenham, of, uh, Yeah, there's a lot of strong... Performances. Characters. Per, and, I mean, yeah, performances of characters. Moments specifically that I noticed um, last night... Or characters where I had moments where I was like, oh shit, this is incredible. Um, Brad Dourif, um, in that scene I mentioned earlier where he has the one tier on the balcony at Isengard. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernard Hill. Being a king. Rushed it. Yeah. Um, David Wenham as Faramir. Um, I love his performance. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's favorite hobbit, Sean Astin yeah. as Samwise Gamgee. Because that monologue at the very end of the movie. Oh yeah, has, just like the mm-hmm. hope. That's and one all of the that. greatest. It'll moments. shine out the yeah. clear. Yeah. Oh, um, so wait, I remembered a thing that I want to talk about. So you know how in the extended edition, like the charge happens from the hill, they end up winning. I love how like in the extended edition, it's like 
don't go any further. There's a forest. And then if you like rewind everything, you're like, okay, hold up. There's no forest there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I get that's how it happens. Mm. But what the fuck? The the trees got problems with the orcs, and they are coming to wreck their no, shit. I just like how like the trees went like over the course of a night, replanted themselves, and went, "Hey, we're gonna kill you now." Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know we have this huge fantasy epic going on, and then all of a sudden we cut back to the point um, where when he was writing it, you can tell Tolkien was like, "Fuck industrialization, get back to nature." I mean, he's kind of he's very much right in that regard. Oh no, I agree. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but no, beside the point, sorry. We'll, we'll talk about the, the politics of it later, sometime soon. Treebeard, Treebeard, I feel like, is definitely Tolkien writing himself into the story. 100%. Hmm. Um, we talked about, like, Boromir a lot last episode, as Caleb mentioned earlier. I want to talk about Faramir just a bit, just because of how, like, the dichotomy between both of them. Like, the differences. Ooh, dichotomy. Making a comeback. Yes. <laughs> I want that on, like, a bingo board where it's, like, big words that have been used in past but get brought up. Um, but no, it's, like, you see, like, the meddling little brother. You see that a lot. And, like, you is, don't... Is he meddling, though? Not meddling. Meddling's the wrong word. It's, yeah, it meddling. is the wrong word. It is the wrong word. I think it's just, like, the always, like, overlooked younger brother. Middle child syndrome. Right. He's not middle, though. Um, Well, well he's he... not. he's not eldest. Yeah. It's um it, he he looks up to Boromir so much. Yeah, you see that. Um, it, it, one thing that I think really really helped the extended edition of this movie is the um, Osgiliath scene. For the, Gondor. Uh, <laughs> yes, the flashback scene. Yeah, the flashbacks where we start to see the relationship. Where we get to s- we see the we relationship. See the, yeah, we see the relationship between um, Boromir and Faramir, and we start to see the relationship between Faramir and his father Denethor. Because that right. is sowing the seeds for really big things in Return of the King. Yeah. Which we don't get in the theatrical cut, nope. which is why you should always watch the extended editions, even though it's fucking four hours long. <laughs> no, it's hey, man, so, it. yeah, it's such a great upgrade. But yeah, those flashbacks are really, really good. I like, it feeds into the stuff that happens in the beginning of Return of the King so mm-hmm. well. It just makes, it fleshes them out so well. Yeah. Because I watched a little bit of Return of the King today. I'm you whore! Yep. You monsters <laughs> whore! Yeah, I mean, Return of the King is, what, four and a half hours long? I'm gonna have to break it up into two nights, dude. I got a fucking kid, dude. I can't yeah, watch all that fault. in one sitting. That's your own it problem. T- it took me eight hours to watch Two Towers yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you gotta break it up a little bit. Yeah, I have a kitten. That's all I got. Oh, buddy, if you think a kitten and, the ch- and a child are the same no, fucking thing... No, I'm not thing. saying they're the same thing. I'm just saying that's the extent of my problems. Um... Uh, one very, very specific thing in Faramir's performance that, or David Wenham's performance as Faramir. No, they're the say. same person. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um, it's when he finds out Frodo has the ring and he just gets that same kind of subtle menace to his voice that Sean Bean had when he pulls out, he pulls his sword out, he backs Frodo up against the wall and he's like, a chance for Faramir of Gondor. To show his quality, and which is just, a callback to the flashback where, yes, yeah, which, where Denethor says that about um, Boromir, right? No, where he's uh, where um, Faramir offers to go to Rivendell in Boromir's stead because Boromir says, "I don't want to fucking do that." Yeah, and Denethor says, "A chance for Faramir of Gondor to prove yeah, really his quality." Mm-hmm. In that very snooty, sarcastic voice that John Noble did so fucking well. Yeah, and suggest suggesting Faramir has no quality. Yes, 
but Faramir, he puts this icy edge to it that's just like, oh, this guy's not fucking around. Yeah, it's so well done because, I mean, you can see everything going through his mind. Like, mm-hmm. he wants to make he wants to make his, his dad proud, his Denethor yes. proud. And, but he knows it's the wrong thing to do. I, I don't know. It's really good. He he's such a torn character. Yeah, the con- the inner conflict that he goes through just in uh-huh. that in that sequence alone. And we and see it he, a lot through the Osgiliath scene more than anything. Oh my god, yes, that's what I was gonna say. Like we he, we finally get to that point where he's in Osgiliath and he sees just what the ring is doing to Frodo, and he's like, oh, that <laughs> is why my brother died. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that, and he's like, and that in that I, moment shows he's better than Boromir. I think at last we understand has, each other, Frodo Baggins. Right. I, I don't know if he's better than Boromir, but he has. Well, no, he different... proves he can be. He proves he can be of the same caliber, at least as Boromir. He. I mean, uh, in, to be fair to Boromir, Boromir spent much more time within very close proximity to the Ring and was more, um, more susceptible to well, the we corrupting about influence. This... In the last episode, too, it's it's the ring feeds off of ego, and Boromir mm-hmm. had a much stronger ego than Faramir. Well, yeah, yeah because and, Faramir and, was constantly just being put down over and over again to where he developed some form of humility, and that's where well, you see yeah. And you see that humility in the people he leads, too, in the hidden pool that, like, he, he has rangers, right? They're rangers? Essentially, yes. So, like, he has rangers, and, like, even then, like, he proves that like he's not like this egotistical man who's always trying to get to the front. He's like, okay, we got to make sure we hold this, make that good, and then we just got to hold him down. And you can see, um, like Caleb said, the ring preys on, I mean, not just ego, preys on... Weaknesses of just like weak, vanity and like fear. And there is a, there's a very, I think there's a very clear point where a switch is flipped in Faramir where you see the ring take hold of his lack of self-worth and his desire to please his father and it goes back to that scene where he takes his sword out and pins Frodo to the wall where you can just see this look in his eyes like if I take this ring now I will have everything I ever wanted yeah my respect for my father xyz yeah, respect for my father respect in my country I will finally live up to my brother's reputation everything yeah and then he, he his decision in that moment he deals with the consequences of for the rest of the trilogy Mm -hmm. because in return of the king denethor is like what the fuck did you do yeah Yeah, you had it you freaking had it you had it you You had a choice to end the war and be a good person i need you to be a piece of shit i need you You, to bring it to me you sent the ring into mordor with a witless halfling (laughs) with a who yeah um do you guys want to talk about Gollum? We need it. We need the scene where he looks back and we go back and forth between characters who are challenging his mind. Okay, well, this is gonna be fucking rough. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Tell me when I can drop the voice. Um, there's a scene. There's the very. <laughs> God damn it, Dylan. What? <laughs> You're listening to Binge Picture Podcast, sponsored by where, Sneak. Like, like Caleb said, in the shape of water. Choose. As Caleb put it in the Shape of Water episode, where we're throwing shit on a wall and watching it dry, Jeez. listening to, dry. Listening to it, you dry. can't even see us. You can't even see us. You're just listening. Um, I feel insulted for my choices. The audio atrocity that is binge picture podcast. Yes, the affront to really the reason podcasts shouldn't exist. <laughs> can't laugh in that voice. I haven't been able to get that one. 
So, um, the, uh, there's the very famous scene where, um, Dylan, if you would like to help me out with this, mm-hmm. where Smeagol and Gollum are arguing while the hobbits sleep. You don't have um, any friends. I'm not listening. I'm not, not listening. listening. I'm not listening. Um, and we have the whole, leave now and never, and come, never back. come back. Gollum's gone. <laughs> Smeagol is free! <laughs> I feel like you and I could just not... go back and forth on that scene. Yeah. I just need to Anybody that has not like stopped listening over the last 38 minutes, they've stopped now. Oh, 100%. <laughs> We're talking to ourselves now. Um, oh, we got a listener and he's gone. Oh. Yeah. Um, so that scene is the best fucking edited scene in the trilogy. It is, because Bold. you see that... No, yes. I agree with him, because... You see that, like, you see how the scene is shot by, like, him standing on the corner, and when he looks left or right, I can't really remember the scene right now, um, he yeah, goes, like, yeah. Smeagol, Gollum, Smeagol, Gollum, and even then mm, it yeah, drops yeah, yeah, yeah. it, and, like, it does that one take, but then it drops it to just do these hard, hard, harsh cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hard, it harsh cuts. Redundant. You get kind of, it starts out where you see him, t- the head movements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it gets to the point where it's just Smeagol is you know on the left side of the screen facing towards the right and then it just hard cuts and it's just it splits it splits but it's they're not even like talking like it's not even like they're talking towards each other they're talking like if they were facing each other exactly they cut it like it is two different characters yeah which it's a little disorienting at first but then once you're like oh shit that's Gollum, that's smeagol boom 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 we're cutting back and forth and then when um Smeagol finally gets out that last leave now and I'll never, never come, back. come back it's that scene where he looks and, both ways yeah exactly you see him you see Smeagol turn the way that you know Gollum is facing and it does not cut yeah and you're like oh shit did it work and it worked and like that's where you get the gone Gollum gone Smeagol is free yes that scene <laughs> One, Andy Circus plays it so fucking well. He's a very yeah, talented man. Very an, talented. He is an incredibly talented actor. Like, the dude should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor for um, for Smeagol in Two Towers, obviously. And he also was completely snubbed for, um, I want to say, was it Dawn of the Planet It's of the Dawn, Age? because it goes Rise, Dawn, War. Mm. Right? Dawn or War. Either it's, one it's of those. Ra- he was it's incredible. both. Both. I give him for both. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He was incredible, and the fact that he got snubbed because he was not a live-action performance is fucking bullshit. Horribly, hun- he- yeah. horribly bullshit. His body of work is really impressive. Doesn't yeah. he direct, too? Yeah, what he directs. He does is some video Jungle games. Book? He writes. Yeah. He does all he of direct- it. He directed an adaptation of The Jungle Book. He did not do the Disney version. And then no, he-, no yeah. he did one that's one on Netflix. Recent- he did the one that's yeah. on Netflix, mm. which I want to watch because I feel like that one's more fun. Was it Mowgli? Yeah, it was, yeah Mowgli. it was Mowgli. That's okay. what it was called. Okay. And he has he's directed the sequel to Venom, which comes out this. He's directing. Uh, he's directing Carnage. Yeah, he directed the Carnage movie. Oh, oh boy, I'm, I'm yeah. now a bit more happy about that movie. <laughs> Venom. Venom was. It was fine, not, but we're off. That we'll give yeah, Venom we're an episode up, we later. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Venom in the Lord of the Rings episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think just throwing away the merits of an incredible performance just because. He was walking around the set in a funny suit and was overlaid with the computer yeah. animation. It's bullshit because he's actually still on set doing the motions, acting like the voice he developed and the fact that he's essentially playing two characters. 
like this is something I noticed for the first time watching yesterday. Um, there's a point at the end of the movie after Gollum comes back, um, and uh, you know he gets the shit kicked. Out. Smeagol gets the shit kicked out of him by um, the Rangers. Faramir's, the mm-hmm. Rangers, yeah. Um, and I noticed at the end when Faramir grabs Gollum by the neck and pins him on the wall and is like, is it Kirithungal? Is it the pass of Kirithungal? Yeah. And then he throws him and Smeagol gets up and he's, you know, he Smeagol walks on all fours, but he's got like one, I think his right arm pulled up like it's hurt. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's limping along on that one arm. Yeah. Cut to the forest mm-hmm. after that scene. He's hobbling along as Smeagol mm-hmm. and then Gollum takes over. And that arm is fine. Yeah. And he's walking along on all fours again, just fine when Gollum is in control. But then when Smeagol comes back in, the arm pulls back in. Yeah. Like it's hurt again. And I'm like, that's, wow. just, that's just a little itty bitty touch that I've never noticed before. But mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, that's so smart. Oh, no, it's yeah, great. Char- it's great genius. consistency. It's great character. It's great all of it. Yeah. Like Andy Circus. Like, dude, Andy Circus is so fucking good. Yeah, he's fantastic. He's the better part of one of the most interesting. Um, and now dead Marvel characters, which I wish they kept alive. Oh yeah, uh, Ulysses Claw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah he did not survive Black Panther, did he? No. <laughs> Killmonger went bat bat. Yeah. So we have battle scenes throughout all these movies, right? Where do you think Helm's Deep yeah. ranks in your guys' opinion? It's number fucking one, it's Dylan. Be the best. <laughs> yeah. I very distinctly remember when season eight of Game of Thrones was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> you know where this was going, Dylan. I don't Kale, want to talk about this. Kill, have you watched Game of Thrones? Nope. You okay, watch seasons one through <laughs> Watch seasons one through six and then just call it quits. I've don't seen, watch... I saw season one, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, but leading up to season eight in the Battle of Winterfell, the people that made, you know, the team behind it was like, this is bigger than Helm's Deep. It's longer than Elm's Deep. It's the biggest and best action sequence we've ever seen. And I was like, doubtful. But you have my attention. Please disappoint me. And then, oh yeah. uh, Well, uh, the battle, if I could have fucking seen the fucking battle, it would have been pretty good, I think. But you couldn't see a damn thing. And that's the difference. Like, again, this movie holds up way beyond Mm -hmm. most modern shit just because you have like the correct lighting the correct um use of practical and cgi aesthetics and you also just no offense have the perfect comedic timing of the old man loosing his grip on his bow and shooting the (laughs) organ oh my god yes that moment where it's like that's such and after that happens hold any longer and aragorn just looks over and like oh fucking shit wait so i want to plop this into everyone's head why 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 does it matter if that guy let loose first i would have been shooting from day one (laughs) i would have been firing from day one i'm like they're there kill them I think it's mostly it, it, so they can get it, it closer in range, the... so you can wipe out more at a time. But they were in yeah, range. They had the elven dramatic archers in both on the wall and in the back, so you had perfect kill ranges from multiple angles yeah. and multiple right. distances. It didn't it really did not make much of a no, difference. No, but it's set no, up it for a not. perfect comedic timing, and I love it. I love how yes, Theoden has to be like, "Give them a volley." I'm like, they weren't shooting prior. <laughs> yeah. Come on, we should be volleying the whole time. Yeah, it's like, hold on, Theoden. Were they not doing this already against the fifty thousand orcs? <laughs> right. And we got the Peter Jackson cameo. Yeah, he just opens film. that. Oh yeah, he opens it. <laughs> chucks the spear. <laughs> chucks the spear. Yeah, the spear throw. Um, I like how that spear's gold. Um, but. 
something I found hilarious is that the the bridge that they have up to the front gates is not mm. like barricaded in any way. Yeah, I know, it gives me so much anxiety. I would hate walking up that ramp. Yes. Why? Oh my god. Well, Why no, you see put- it too because like as they bring up the battering ram, the orcs on the side just go whoop, and like they all just fall down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No railing. Not ADA approved <laughs> at all. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then the little door on the side of the gatehouse or whatever. The perfect escape. The perfect runaway. Except, yeah, but except it was in it was used for dwarf tossing in this one. <laughs> More radness. Toss me. <laughs> toss me. Which I, which is funny because so um, I cannot in, jump the distance. You're gonna have to toss me. In, in Don't fellowship. Tell the elf. <laughs> Don't tell the elf. Um, in Fellowship, there's that scene where they're in um, Moria and um, Boromir is about to toss... Um, no one no, tosses Aragorn. a dwarf. Yeah, he's like, no one tosses yeah. a dwarf. Well, they filmed the um, Helm's Deep toss before they filmed. Really? Yeah, and I, think that, and I don't think that no one tosses a dwarf was originally in the script. And they were like, oh, that would be a little funny thing to add. Yeah. Helm's Deep is perfect. Helm's Deep yeah, is Helm's great Deep because the pacing's uh, really well done and like... You have to admit that if the wall held, they would have won. Or, like, they would have, yeah, like, if, killed if a the, lot more. If I don't know if they would have won, because once the orcs get into that... Once once they get into the door at the top of the ramp, that they really should have put some barricades on, if we're being totally honest. Not great plan. Weren't they already doing the that? Like, in, like, the prep where he's like, this has held for thousands of years, we should be fine. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's okay, yeah, well, in the last thousands of years, how many of you have faced down 10,000 Urukai? <laughs> like, come on. Right. No one's faced an army this big and so bad So, we could always play it just like, they should have done this, they should have done that. Which, the biggest, like, just because we're looping it around, um, just the biggest one of, they should have done this, should have done that, is for Battle of Winterfell, because, my God, they did nothing for that battle. But, like, beside the point. It's, yeah, battle of the Battle of Winterfell is a very hard to see I mean, clusterfuck. I, it, it's a clusterfuck. I like. I don't hate the Battle of Winterfell. I think the battle. I think after the Battle of Winterfell is where Game of Thrones season eight fucking falls off the rails. Besides the point. That, yeah, besides the point. That battle there are there's too much going on. You're following too many people. And then with um, Helm's Deep, you follow like the main. You follow the two sections that matter. The keep yeah, and then the wall. Those are the yes, only are, two places that matter. Yes, you are following the wall and you're following Thaden. Wherever those, yep. whatever's happening in those two points, that is what you're focusing on. And it's cut really well between the two, so you're never disoriented. Yeah. Like in the Battle of Winterfell, there are points where you cut to a new point and I'm like, is that, is that Brianna Tarth or is that Tormund? Like, is that Jamie? Like, I can't tell. <laughs> oh, okay, gold hand. It's Jamie. <laughs> no, so something that like we all like I want to point out more is that like in the Helm's Deep scene, every scene where the character's in danger, it's legitimately in danger and they could die. In yes. Battle of, in Battle of Winterfell, these people survive like being hugged to death and eat and should have been killed, but like they don't. So Yeah, it's like in the Battle of Winterfell, Jon Snow has literally died. And come back to life. You really expect me to think that at this point in the series, you're going to kill him a second time? No. I expected Sam to die, but beside the point. Like, it's, way, yeah. it's just like... We we can air our grievances about Game of Thrones Season 8 all fucking day. On a different episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, just to, to compare yourself to Helm's Deep and get that Yeah, copy. exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, like, my favorite thing is that, like, here's the thing. 
They were like, this is the longest battle in film history. It's not. You know who has... It's a TV show, first off. Well, who yeah. cares? <laughs> yeah, first it's recorded media. You know who has it? You got 40 it? minutes. You know who has it? Um, Admiral Roaring Corns is a Korean movie. But beside the point, I just want to point out and be like, hi, you're wrong. It's It doesn't work. It doesn't like... Like, what? again, we're going off of what works and what doesn't. This idea that, like, you have this giant army versus a giant army, you can't tell who's winning all the time. Mm-hmm. With the Helm's Deep battle, you can kind of tell that there's it's a give and take on the wall, and the keep mm-hmm. is where the linchpin is. The yes. the keep is where like everything can go to shit until mm-hmm. the wall literally goes to shit. Yeah, until the literally. wall goes. <laughs> I love that scene because the wall goes up, and because right before it, um, uh, Theoden's like, "Is this, this it? You, is this, is this all, all you can conjure?" And then like, and the, dynamite, the, dynamite, 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 yeah. torch bear. The wall just goes up in flames, and then it just cuts to th- Theoden going, of "Fuck!" Theoden is going like, uh, that's a great take. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "What I mean, is that?" That's one of those takes where they're like, "Okay, this is not a funny scene. This is not a funny moment." But here's a little moment of levity where Theoden is just sitting there like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood? Like, yeah. I shouldn't and have said that. The more and more they retreat and the more desperate they get. Oh, yeah. Bernard and that's Hill's the point acting. of it all because their backs are being pushed up against the wall. And even mm. like when they're in the keep, when they're in all of it, like oh, the dozen of them that are still alive. That's, where I, that's, that's what, what I was getting to. Yeah. The yeah. dozen of them that are still alive are just like, nope, we're not we're not dying today, kids. Barricade that. Uh, all of it. And Get them out of here. That scene is where Aragorn turns into the King of Gondor. Oh, yeah. Right on me. Because, uh, because right on me. No, for your people. And I just went, mm-hmm. Yes. Because <laughs> Theoden has his whole thing of, what can men do against such reckless hate? Yeah, he's and all down right in the dumps. Yeah. Understandably so. Yeah, but Understandably he's, so. He, yeah. He's, been, he's, he's been wounded for a majority of the day, probably. Yeah, and his army is getting fucked. Yeah. Um, and Eric, yeah, Aragorn just has that moment where he looks him in the eye and he's like, "Right out and meet them." Right, and and Theoden is like, "For death and glory, the sun is rising." Yes, yes, let this be yeah. our yes. we draw swords, swords together. together. He's just like at that point, you want to be in the family? You're in the family now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Now then, he's like, no, as he's put it, and he's st- he's sitting on Her his horse. <laughs> <laughs> And then when he's sitting on his horse, um, fell deeds awake. Now for wrath. Now yes. for ruin. And for the red, the red dawn. dawn. And then Gimli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, Another ex- incredibly rad moment. Oh, yes. We're sticking with the word rad. Very rad. Very rad. Very rad. The union of the rad towers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to circle a little bit back Go ahead. to the immediate moments before the battle because I think a couple of people have really good character moments. Yeah. Um, first up, we have um, Aragorn and Legolas's elvish argument. And I shall die as one of them. Yeah, because yeah. those two are those two are just arguing in Elvish, and all these other people are putting like, on their chainmail and getting we their weapons. This? Does anyone know what's happening? <laughs> and, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, this and, doesn't sound good. And no one knows what's. Ha- they, they just hear these two very important people in the army <laughs> arguing with yeah. each other in a foreign language, and then one of them just screams, "And I shall die as one of them!" And I would be like, "Uh oh." <laughs> they think we're gonna die too. Shit, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> Uh, and then um, 
to circle back to my point about missing the songs from last episode. Oh boy. Oh no. Yes. <laughs> There's a point where um, Theoden is getting ready for the battle and Gambling is helping him with his armor. Oh, like yes. during that speech scene where it's like, he, you are our king. Yes, and he's standing in the doorway completely illuminated by the light flooding in from the outside. Mm-hmm. And he just, and he says, where is the horse and the rider? Where is the horn that was blowing? Um, Let me pull up the full poem real quick. I have it on my phone. Yeah. Where's the horn that was blowing? Where's the helm and the hauberk and the bright hair flowing? And then he, he skips the second stanza and he's like, they have passed like rain on the mountain, like a wind in the meadow. The days have gone down in the west, behind the hills, into shadow. And chills. Well, yeah, his delivery is fantastic. Fucking time. Again, we're praising this man for doing a fantastic acting job, yes. and we've already been praising him for the past... A lot. Hour. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the... Remember when I mentioned the lament for the Rohirrim? Yeah. In the last episode? Yeah. That's that. That's that. That is that. Um, it's just incredible. Um, and I love it when there's those little, really, really intimate personal touches from the books that bleed through into the movies. That, mm-hmm. you know, out of context, that poem would not make sense to just plop it at a random point in the movie. No. But when you place it in this point where the Rohirrim are facing death, their leader is having a crisis, and everybody is essentially panicking. And They don't know what to do. Yeah, they're coming to a realization where they're all like, okay, we are all about to die, and all we can do is fucking... Brace. Last as long... Yeah, brace and last as long as we can. And just having those words over that little montage, um, it is... Mwah. Ross, you're a book nerd, and I'm thinking about this right now. Yeah. Um, Fair random question. Okay. Where is the army from that... Where is the army that they get from um, the... For the Return of the King? They get this giant cavalry army. Where is that for Realms Deep? Um, They essentially muster... Because in Helm's Deep, Rohan is just a fucking mess. Like, there are regiments scattered. I believe. I believe there are regiments scattered across Rohan. They can't get everybody to the keep in time for the army. Okay. Um, they can't get word to everyone. Exactly. Just and like doing their own thing. So that's why and, and, Gandalf and get, goes off and goes like, "Come here, everybody." Yeah. So Gandalf yeah. gets what he can, um, and then after Helm's Deep, when they decide, okay, we are going to help Rohan. You mean Gondor? They send riders out essentially in every direction into Rohan. You mean they're helping Gondor, but they go yes, under yes, Rohan? Sorry, my mistake. My mistake. But mm-hmm. they he, they send riders out. Well, to yeah, every I got that part. I was Rohan. just like. Because, like, again, I don't, I, again, I'm not a big book nerd, like, with these books. And I was just always just like, okay, w- these 10,000 people just showed up now? Yeah. <laughs> Where were you earlier? The king yeah. just goes, what the fuck? We nearly mm-hmm. died. Guys. Like, Guys. Where, where were you three days ago? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take that long to get here. We asked for help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. No, so another, he's... again, we'll just, uh, what's his name? What's the king's name? Thayden. No, Thayden? the actor. Oh, Bernard Hill. Bernard Hill. Hill. That scene, again, he just captures this entire movie. Um, I was just like, we're not so lucky to have friends of elves and dwarves. Ask Gundor for it. Gundor! Where was Gundor? Where, Where was Gundor? When the Rinnemark was taken. Where was Gundor? Gundor. And like that, that scene. Yeah, it was, 
Where was control? No, my lord Aragorn. We are alone. I could recite, I think, every line in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how many people do we need to get to listen to this or follow us on social for you to do that? Oh, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. You're doing it. Oh my god. You're doing it. A hundred people? A hundred people? A hundred people, Ross? A hundred people for me to sit in front of a microphone for ten fucking hours, Dylan? Are you kidding me? Yes. No. Yes. (laughs) Okay, how about a thousand? No. (laughs) Oh, come on. There's gotta be a number here. Dylan, we have an average listener base of six people. (laughs) And then we're gonna make it bigger, baby. We're gonna have some fun with this. Yeah, no, that's not fucking happening. <laughs> well, it's time for me to utilize my powers in my podcast then. Oh, yeah, you and your Australian following. I have three people. <laughs> three, like, in Australia? Yeah, three or unique in listeners the... in Australia, combined with three unique nice. listeners in Germany and Great Britain. Very um, good. Yeah, Dylan's podcast. He's Mr. Worldwide over here. Completely useless talking Plug. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys got anything to plug this week? (laughs) Completely useless talking. Please listen. It's just random nonsense. I'm going to plug the official beverage of the Bench Picture Podcast, White Claw. I dispute (laughs) one-third rebels. I'd like to plug uh, the American Sleep Study Society's Hectare of Live Entertainment that's occurring in New Jersey at the end of this month. Um, (laughs) God damn it. Buy your tickets for the asshole. Oh, um, wait, guys, guys, should we plug uh, American Skeletons? <laughs> oh my! That, that, that podcast is never seen the light of day. It, it may not be dead, but it's in a coma on life support. <laughs> it's in a coma. It's not a, even a life support. A lot support. of stuff going on. That is a very work. That is a very research heavy. It's podcast. a labor intensive. Yeah. Yeah, and <clears throat> you know, babies. I feel like <laughs> we've talked babies. well enough. I feel like we've done our job here, spreading the good word of the Lord of the Rings. Long may it rain. Yes. Um, yeah, we've yeah, we've hit the hour mark. So like, right. <laughs> again, two in a row, one hour. Sorry, sick listeners. Nah, they they no, signed we're up not for apologize. this. Yeah, they signed <laughs> up for this. <laughs> yeah, they signed up. If they, if they've listened to the fellowship episode and have voluntarily come into this episode, no, there's they yeah, don't right. get an apology. <laughs> That's they don't get an apology. <laughs> they know what they sign up for. They can suffer with the rest of them. Yes. Yeah. So this is part two of the. Lord of the Rings special. We've yep. got one left next week. Return of the King. That's going to be a long one, um, because you know, Return of the King is <laughs> long as shit. Yeah, it's so it's a long. long one. Very long, and still, it's somehow not even like one of the. Five. I don't think it's even in the top five of longest Best Picture winners. Probably not. Jesus. Yeah, let me pull. I'm, I'm, I'll pull that list up right now, and we will see. Um, yeah, that's just, insane because we haven't watched very many long movies yet, which means we have no wait. Gandhi, we have stupid some long, long isn't ones. It? Yeah, we've still got Gandhi. We've got Gone with the Wind. Nah. Uh, yeah, we've got um, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh God, that movie's like twelve hours long. It is the longest best picture one. Hold on, okay, here but we it go. looks got, good. Let's eh. see. Sort sort by longest runtime. Where we okay. So, Lord, the Return of the King is the fifth longest Best Picture winner. Jesus, clocking Christ. in. Um, so, Return of the King clocks in theatrically. The theatrical version clocks in at two hundred and one minutes long. Yeah, I was so gonna say it's hours. at like three hours and like twenty minutes. Yeah, three hours twenty minutes for the theatrical, but the extended cut that we're gonna watch is four and a half. Yeah. Um, so the Wee. four mo- the four movies the four Best Picture winners I should say that are longer than Return of the King we have The Godfather Part Two clocking in at two hundred and two minutes so okay one minute jump that's not too bad Ben Hur 
is third place, which we get a big jump here, 222 minutes. So that's almost that's two hours three, and four. It's three hours and forty minutes. Three hours and forty-two minutes. Um, and then we have three hours and forty-seven minutes. Lawrence of Arabia. <gasps> and then Gone with the Wind. Yeah, Gone with the Gone with the Wind is three hours <clears throat> fifty-three minutes long. Ross, enjoy that. <clears throat> I just screamed in my microphone really close to my face. Ah, that's fine. As long as you don't burp into the mic. Don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> um, so, on that note, we are very excited to be watching Return of the King next week. Um, Hell yeah, we are. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go I'm gonna go off on the people who think the scouring of the Shire should have been included. I'm going to go oh. off. Is that um, the scene where they just burn the Shire to the ground and Marion Pippin um, get out I'll, of their I'm going, I will not go into details now. I will go into details next week. Um, because it's, it's a very, very long, it's a very long section of the book. Like, yeah. It's, it's stupidly a, it's all, long. It's, it's yeah. like a hundred pages or some shit. No, it's, it's not that long, but it's stupid long and in an epilogue stance it, and cutting it was the right choice. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> when I was editing, when I was editing this podcast, I realized I forgot to do it again. I forgot to plug socials. So <laughs> if you like the show. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, that'll really help boost us um, in their kind of rating system and make the podcast more visible to other people. And then you can follow us on Twitter at binge picture. Yeah, just at binge pi- fuck at binge picture on Twitter. And you can send like us on Facebook, and you can send us an email at bingepicturepod at gmail dot com. So join us next week for the Return of the King. Thank you, Eric Ben Bennett. No, no, no. We got hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot. I forgot something. We have to do every week. We have to roll the wheel of watching. It's Return of the King somehow. What could it be? I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Um, I only have one dice because one of them fell behind the dresser. I'm using as a table, so I rolled a six. Um, And coincidentally, Return of the King is one through ten. So we're watching Return of the King. Return of the King. Thank you, Eric Ben Bennett, for the intro song. Yes, thank you, Eric, for the intro song. Thanks, Eric. Um, join us next week for um, an episode that will take us we'll to. Start... We're back to best picture winners. Yes, we are back to best picture winners next week. Or are we? So we could do something more, gentlemen. We could be something more. Dylan, we're not abandoning our formula permanently. This is a special <laughs> thing because we didn't want to watch but Schindler's I List. Wanna... <laughs> join us next week. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Mm-hmm.